Hey there, this episode is a bit different. You might wonder, what does the hell of week has anything to do about marketing and business? And honestly, I don't know myself. And as I tell you the story, I think we will find out. So grab your favorite drink. And if you're driving, stay the course and just listen to this horror story. Hey, I'm Veronica DePolo, and with more than 15 years being a marketing strategist, are you ready for actionable bite-side episodes about business advice on marketing, branding, and messaging to take your business to the next level? If you're a service business owner, we'll show you how to attract qualified leads on social media and beyond. We'll reveal the art of showcasing your brand effectively and will uncover the best strategies to hook your audience so they keep coming for more. Say goodbye to outdated marketing strategies and embrace the power of change. Welcome to the Branding Momentum Podcast. Welcome to the last week of November 1992. I was 18 years old. I had been working in my mother's business since July. And just to give you a brief background, my mother's company was an international conference and event company. She had been working for five years with her international team to host the World Conference on Fertility and Sterility in Caracas, Venezuela. This was the biggest event to host in this country with more than 2,000 people from all over the world. And because it was such a big deal, I wanted to be part of it and help any way I could. So I was assigned to work in the exhibition department in the social program. And the event starts on a Monday and ends on a Sunday in my memory of course, if anything helps. We had been setting up the exhibition over the weekend and all the delegates and the bags and everything, imagine assembling everything for more than 3,000 people. Lots of late nights for many, many months. Monday arrives and everything is going smoothly. We are welcoming delegates and exhibitors and all of a sudden, the weather outside starts to change. Apparently, there was a hurricane that was very close to the coast. The entrance of the hotel started to flood. The hotel rooms started to flood. The hotel became the hotel of hell. People running around, complaining, People couldn't leave the hotel because the streets were flooded in a matter of minutes. And then came the hail. These humongous rocks trying to break the lobby doors. A nightmare. This all happened in 30 minutes. And the aftermath was chaotic. So Tuesday came. And Wednesday, and we were trying to pick up the pieces, fix everything, everything that was damaged by the water, of course. When we thought that everything had passed and everything was going smoothly and the conference and everybody was so happy, 
then the hell and the devil became a reality. It's Friday, 4 a.m. The phone in my hotel room rings. It's my boss. And she says, turn on the TV. Where is your mom at home? Stay in the room and don't open the door to anybody. I'm coming for you. I turn on the TV and there's this weird looking man with a pink t-shirt talking on the TV. Saying that this is a coup d'etat. A governmental coup d'etat to overthrow the government. I quickly call my mom and my stepdad answers and I asked him, where is my mom? She's on her way to the hotel right now. Don't leave the room until there's somebody there or there's somebody that comes for you. And as I'm watching in horror and trying to get dressed, someone knocks on my door and I freak out. Oh my God, this is my mom's room. They're coming for her. But why? What the hell is happening? And I call my boss. Someone just knocked at my door. Please come quickly. I didn't say a word. I didn't open the door. I tried to dress as quickly as I can. And then I hear a second knock on my door. Even harder. Nothing. And then the another knock comes on my door. And thankfully, it is my boss. Believe me, this story was every time I speak to her, we remember it as if it was yesterday. Not only that, because at some point when she said to me, and this is a parenthesis that I need to tell you, she said to me, don't worry, I'm coming for you. I know karate. Now we laugh about it, of course. But it was chaotic. Chaotic. One of the things that happened right after that, obviously we went down to the lobby. Everybody was frantic. My mom had just arrived. She was already there sorting everything. And I don't want to tell you everything that went through that. But around 10.30, 11 o'clock in the morning, as I'm helping, somebody says... Somebody needs to go to the pool area and tell the people that are there to come inside of the hotel because apparently there have been reports that um, a plane had been shut down. So they sent me and I went and as I go outside I'm saying please come inside Please come inside. And these were all the international participants. Please come inside. It's not safe to be out here. Please is not safe to be out here. Please come inside. Let's go in. Yes, we can do that later. Another moment. Not right now. And as we're walking. And I'm having everybody follow me. There's this huge noise that comes crumbling. The sonic barrier had been broken. And all the glasses from all the buildings around us 
exploded. We had to rush to the parking lot of the hotel to take shelter. We had to go down and stay there until we knew that it was safe to come up. And at this point, this is the only moment that I truly remember what I said to myself. Okay, I can't deal with this. <laughs> Why do we need to go up to the hotel? I think we need to stay down here. I don't want to go up anymore. I am done. And I started to freak out. And then, obviously, I didn't. We did stay until everything was safe. But imagine just the thing that just one second, two seconds before we were outside and all that area had exploded, exploded in glass. I can tell you more stories about it, but I tell you the way people react to these situations is what made it more interesting, I guess. International governments couldn't do anything. There were so many countries. There were more than 50 countries in that event. And all the embassies said, go to your bedroom and read a book. We can't do anything about it. You gotta let it play out and see what happens. Saturday came and we had to entertain the guests and the participants. And I had to do a performance to entertain the participants. So I danced a little flamenco and I grabbed some very important doctors to dance salsa. Looking back, it's crazy. And some of the lessons that I believe that I learned in, in that in that span of that week of hell was to think on your feet and not on your fears. Having an insurance policy, which thankfully we, we had one because the World Federation took one. So that actually saved the event in the end because they had a clause that said if there was an event like that, we would be covered always keep cash in hand it can save you as the days went by and we had to help people get out of the country cash was the currency we had bags and bags of money to pay for airplane tickets for our participants and actually one of my business partners, he was in charge of that section of the airport. Maybe one day we'll do a part two and I'll bring him here and he can share everything because we lived through something that it was incredible. But I think it also helped us be different in how we see life and how we see everything around us. Another lesson was reading a book ain't that bad. And the last one I would say 
If the world around you is crumbling, step outside and take some sun. Thank you for listening.